It is October 19th, the NXT 2.0 Go Home Show before Halloween Havoc. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Issa, NYC Demon Diva, and Alfred Kanawa, here to talk about NXT 2.0, which uh, I feel like has now been on the air since I was in my uh, late 20s. <laughs> it does feel like a long time has gone by once you've watched the show because there's so many different segments. Especially right. the Johnny Gargano promo tonight. That really felt like, oh, where you been? What's been going on? Like, it's yeah. been a while. Um, so much to talk about. So much to dive into. Uh, next week, Halloween Havoc. And if you dress as your favorite NXT superstar, you might get sat down front. So uh, <laughs> I think I was waiting we to talk about this off there, But I think next week, we're, I don't want to spoil it, but I think... Each of us needs to dress as our favorite NXT 2.0 superstar for next week's. So all of us are going to dress up as Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to end up happening. Everybody dress as your favorite NXT. There's going to be a run on fedoras across the nation. (laughs) Everyone dress as your favorite NXT 2.0 superstar for next week's episode of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I got to get somebody to braid my hair so I can, uh, you know, maybe gain a couple pounds so I can be Odyssey Jones or Odyssey Jones, (laughs) Carmelo Hayes, who knows? But my hair needs to be braided, it looks like. (laughs) It's a look. So, before we dive into NXT 2.0, what's going on in the news? Well, uh, let's start off with some ratings news. Uh, for both Dynamite and Raw, because uh, Saturday Night Dynamite was on a Saturday, so these numbers did come out today. Starting with Saturday Night Dynamite, it did uh, 727,000 viewers on TNT. Of course, that is down about 31% from last week, but if we're going to go apples to apples, it is up from the last time it was on a Saturday, which was June of 2020, did about 649,000. So up uh, in the key demo, also up in total viewership, but obviously down uh overall from last week which did just over a million so down 31 percent down 24 percent in the key demo uh dynamite was a lot of fun me and Issa covered it this past saturday i thought it was a fun episode i thought it was a pretty good episode it just got moved to saturday against all that competition from real sports but a uh, kind of a mixed bag for aew and that yes the number is way down from last week but at the same time if you're comparing it to what they did last year it is a little bit up and uh you know obviously they have the momentum that uh, if you ask an aw supporter or aw tony khan himself uh have that momentum in terms of that first 30 minutes going head to head against smackdown which before we get to the raw viewership i do want to get you guys' thoughts i know they did talk about this on raw particularly isa uh roman reigns it looks like head to head with ruby soho and the bunny Acknowledge her was trending last night. Uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar were, uh, it looks like, outperformed in the 18 to 49 demo. I just want to get your uh, response to this. I mean, I don't, I don't even understand the, the ratings anymore. Like, I was like, I was so confused by all the numbers that I saw come across. But listen, good for them. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I got some fast nationals texted to me on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you did. By the way, why didn't that gimmick go over? I thought that's one of the funnier things I've ever done with imaginary text from Vince McMahon and like crickets. No one else found that no, as hilarious. That did well. that. It did very well. It was like one of the first things that came up when I was looking at the Fast National search. I had and some I additionals that I tried. I had some additionals I tried, like Vince saying, hey, why does everybody want to ride home on my plane on Thursday? You know? <laughs> I thought it was a great big, Glenn. I thought, I thought it went well. 
You know, I Agreed. registered texts from Vince on Twitter and everything. I was all ready to make this a gimmick, but it's just <laughs> it's not hitting on all cylinders. <laughs> Stick with the bit. You got to commit to the bit. I know. I know. You got to you you be consistent. Yep. Not everything right out the up. gate. Right. Uh, but no, I mean, look, even in the key demos, this is where it's embarrassing for AEW that they didn't squeak out a win on Friday. Now they will be going head to head again. With SmackDown, will they be live, though, when they're head-to-head with uh, SmackDown the next time? Isn't that coming up in, like, a week? Well, October 29th, they're going head-to-head with Talking Smack. Oh, got it, got it. And that's when I kind of started to think that maybe these demos would be close in terms of the overall demos of what they did, which were identical, really. It was Mm 314000 for WWE 313. A, the streets didn't give me the demos. And B, when they announced the Talking Smack head-to-head, I was thinking, well, the demos haven't come out yet. How could they make such a decision? Not knowing where the demos are. What if they blew out AEW in the demos? Wouldn't they want to run this back? And the fact that they just announced that like that made me think, ah, this might be uh, closer than we think. I knew they probably knew this whole time, but they just wanted to, you know, wait a little bit because we're in a war. They wanted to control the narrative a little bit in terms of what the Fast Nationals were. And they had the total numbers, which SmackDown did win pretty handily. Yeah. Crazy. But, uh, very fun. Everybody, everybody won something. It feels like it's like a everybody. It's like let's make a deal where everybody feels like they went away with some type of prize. AEW, whether it's the thirty minutes, whether it's the time, the demos, and SmackDown, whether it's the total viewership, but uh, a very competitive war, I believe, that we are witnessing. Uh, currently. I feel like what we get at the end of the day, it was a, a night where both shows tried, and if that's what we're gonna get over these wars, then keep them going because that's ultimately what we need. Can we get AEW to go head-to-head with Raw? Then maybe they'll try to. (laughs) (laughs) That might be a death wish, but uh, who knows? (laughs) Right. uh, Speaking of Raw, Issa, the Raw rating came in and uh, again, not very good. Last week was the sixth lowest Raw in history and this week is up to the seventh lowest in WWE Raw history with 1.593 million viewers it's down so it's pretty much even from last week uh it started off 1.588 uh went up in the second hour which is something we've been seeing to 1.624 and then went back down to pretty much the same 1.57 uh so raw didn't do uh, too well and it's actually the lowest 18 to 49 demo in the history of raw it was down six percent to 0.39 which is about 510,000 people uh in 18 to 49 watching raw of course raw went head to head with uh, monday night football it, it bells the bills and titans had a really good game that went down to the wire and then also went head to head with the uh, mlb playoffs which has been ongoing uh your guys' thoughts on the raw rating starting with you glenn i mean i haven't had a tv for the last three weeks so the nielsen's the ratings are suffering the tv industry hollywood is really <laughs> that's what it is as a result of me watching everything on my iPad. yeah Agree. I mean, it was a horrible show. <laughs> Let's be yeah. honest. It was bad. The only thing that was like incredible was that main event and they ended it with a crappy finish. So it feels like why watch when nothing matters? Not a single match mm-hmm. outside of King Woods advancing onto the finals of King of the Rings. Nothing else in that show felt like it really mattered. They did Street Profits and RK Bro for the first time also in a DQ finish. It, like, What's the point? What is mm-hmm. the point? I don't blame people for getting fed up with it. Yeah. yeah, 
That's a great point. Nothing did feel like it mattered. And the things that potentially could have mattered, like the main event, which I thought they were building the show oh around, in terms of Bianca Belair's coronation, it was a great match, but that also ended in a DQ. And, you know, RK on Street Profits is a fun, fresh match that soured people. And I just think that this mentality of how WWE is booking its product is now making it inferior to what is real competition in, and I'm not even talking about wrestling, I'm talking about the sports that are currently on. October right. is a very busy month for sports. And some of these more casual viewers, even though the viewership is mostly hardcore, people who have a choice are going to err on the side of watching sports and watching other things because I think of how WWE is booking the product. And I really don't think it helped that they went through that several weeks where they were doing hot shotting. And now in comparison, they're just running these regular shows, which it's not as uh, there's not a sense of urgency to watch these shows unless they're putting something huge on there, like a WWE championship match. Mm. Yeah. I question so many of their decisions because I feel like doing this draft for it not to take effect in two weeks really hurt the product. Cause now they're just like, half-assing it until they mm -hmm. get crown jewel over with and then we really get the reset that's how they even advertise in smackdown and, and monday night raw i and then they also say everybody remembers the finish if you would have if you would have maybe anka the champion last night then maybe people would have overlooked the fact yeah. that the show was so horrible yeah. but it's like it, it was the perfect ending to a crap show that you gave us all night so they really i'm, I'm gonna the perfect ending to a crap show to a crap show yeah i'm hoping that next week we can finally wrap up some fields and move on and, and start some fresh fields on Monday Night Raw with the new official roster without people going back and forward. Of course, they'll do that right after Becky and Charlotte swap belts because that's probably what they're going to end up doing. Ugh. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th there need to be fundamental changes because the fact that there is a war and AEW is coming along, it's not an AEW story. It's a pro wrestling story. Like, if the XFL was competitive with the NFL, it'll tell you not that XFL is on fire, but that the football industry is dying. And that's what's right. happening when we're seeing in this market leader in WWE with all its resources. There are some fundamental problems, and we can't name all of them on this podcast. And one of them is just this weekly Raw show. You see all the problems in terms of how they go about presenting their roster. It is a talented roster. We're going to get into Montez Ford and his potential push, which I'm excited about. But of all this talent, you could only get so excited when you're just seeing how it's being utilized from week to week. Yeah, and it's not fun. It is not a fun show to watch. No. No, that's why I stopped. It is not enjoyable. I would rather sit in a dark room with no television on, in fact, than watch Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Damn. See, you get Glenn to watch, the Nielsen ratings will go right back up. So they need to start it's creating true. television for, for Glenn, man. I would rather get around to doing chores I've been putting off doing for years that my wife no longer believes I'm ever going to do. I would rather get around to that than watch Monday Night Raw. Oh I would rather call relatives who borrowed money from me and never paid it back and have an awkward conversation where there's that weird tension of going like, I'm not going to bring it up. Are they going to bring it up? I would rather do that than watch Monday Night Raw. We got any more? <laughs> I would rather look at the Facebook page of the girl when I asked her to, to, to homecoming freshman year. Just, oh my God. Just, just laughed at me rather than give me an. I would rather look at her Facebook page and dwell on that memory for three hours straight than watch Monday Night Raw. You got to get a Twitter account going at Glenn would rather, and then just all these tweets and the things you like. I would rather go to a timeshare seminar. Oh my God. I don't want the presentation. I just want three hours of the hard sales tactics. I would rather endure that than watch Monday Night Raw. <laughs> You see what happens when you commit to the bit? 
<laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Mr. Meowpus, Australian 299, saying Talking Smack during the Thunderdome era was better. Look, Talking Smack, when it was Daniel Bryan and Renee, yeah. that's that's Talking Smack. Excellent. That is the that is the pinnacle of Talking Smack. That's what we're Agreed. always going to grade it against. Uh, so final news story is about uh, the very talented Montez Ford. So we had reported a couple of weeks ago. We talked about that. And of course, all these stories available on Wrestling Inc. Uh, uh, happy belated birthday, Raj Giri. But uh, the, another story that's on there is a backstage report about Montez Ford. There were reports that they were thinking about possibly splitting up the street profits ahead of the draft. That did not happen, but there are now reports that possibly Montez Ford could be in line for a singles run. Looks Ooh. like that match he had against Roman Reigns a few weeks back was a trial run. He passed with flying colors. The officials are high on him. He really is kind of presented him and uh, Angelo Dawkins as a street profits as kind of um, – like ambassadors to WWE in terms of all the promo work they get to do and hosting the shows and all the charities and stuff like that. So it does seem like for a while they've been high on him, but now there are reports that we might be closer than ever to a Montez Ford singles run. Uh, are you ready for that, Isa? Yeah, 100%. I think he's very talented. It, it worries me for the tag team division just because we have no tag team division to break up the street profits. But at this point, yeah, I think I think he deserves it. I think he's going to do amazing. And, and, and yeah, I'm excited for it. I loved his match with Roman Reigns. If that was a trial run, you're absolutely right. He completely nailed it. So we'll see where it goes. But, I mean, what do we do with the tag team division? There's no tag teams left. What do we do with Angelo Dawkins? Yeah. I mean, I hope they do something with him because he is a talent, but I'm afraid they'll just see him because WWE is subscribed to this Marty Jannetty theory where one guy has to mm -hmm. go over and the other guy has to just go to the background, and that would be unfortunate. That should be a stable called the Genetics and just have it be <laughs> all the secondary tag team partners. You know, that's not the worst idea I've ever heard. I mean, you're kind of burying the guys up front, but if they wanted to be ironic, and uh, I think that it could be like a social outcast kind of thing, and that'd be a lot of fun. I actually kind of like it, not going to lie. They could admit to murdering somebody. Like, you can have a lot of fun with this. <laughs> oh, my God, no. On Facebook. On Facebook. <laughs> On Facebook. <laughs> and then Glenn would rather read that post than watch Raw. I would rather read that post and then Google. I would rather go through his feed and just read every conspiracy. I would rather see every conspiracy theory he's liked and read those theories. <laughs> Glenn would rather be the guy who got murdered by Marty Jannetty. Mm, perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> um. So NXT tonight. Well, before we uh, move on, yeah. uh, just really quick here, a shout out to Voices of Wrestling, okay? As I like to call them, the White Voices of Wrestling, who sent out a very weird tweet last week. Uh, on this podcast, I described it as having a lot of slave owner energy. It actually inspired me to write my latest pro wrestling bit. It's on YouTube right now. Shout out to that. Uh, Top Dollar's a big fan of it, so that's cool. Point is, uh, the editor of White Voices of Wrestling has now had to step down for, wait for it, using the N-word. So, uh, bye! Don't let the door hit you on the hood on the way out! <laughs> Black to you, Glenn. Did you, did you see his horrible statement? I did. It, it, oh my it, god, like, I was like, how can you make it worse, bro? <laughs> Shout out to White Voices of Wrestling, everybody. <laughs> Shut I did out. not see this. Shut I did not see Wait. this all, but uh, I'll have to catch Farewell. up. On Farewell. There we go. <laughs> cheers. It's <laughs> October, so I can only cheers with water. Uh, yeah, what are you going to do? Um, so, oh, good Lord. <laughs> you know what's funny is 
I, I love podcasting with both of you. People thought before you joined this podcast with me that we had already gone so far off the deep end. And it was just all inside jokes <laughs> and inside humor and like maybe 10% wrestling and then just 90%. And I think that we've now gotten it down to, I, I, I want to say, it'd be fair to say, a good 9% wrestling and 91%. Yeah. 91% <laughs> 5%, just what's yeah. on our mind. Just on what's on our mind. Which is Agreed. Good. Agreed. Sometimes I wonder how Rush still lets us do this. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't listen. He probably doesn't yeah, go back and listen. I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you. As you know, as as much as I don't want to watch Monday Night Raw, Raj Giri would literally rather do anything else than watch this podcast. He would rather watch Monday Night Raw than watch this podcast. <laughs> Holy crap! I love it. Occasionally, he's gotten cryptic tweets about something we joked about, and I had to ex- like he didn't wa- go back and watch the show. He asked me, "What's all this about?" And I was like, "Oh, we were kidding about this." He's like, "Okay, now I get it." God forbid he fires up his own YouTube channel and gets context. Uh, so keep those super chats coming, everyone. Uh, so tonight, Carmelo Hayes, Mellowbration, Mellowbration, NXT North American Champion, out there. Celebrating with Trick Williams. What did you think of this segment? Issa, to you first. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, you ended the show with that amazing title change last week. You had to open up where I think it made all of the sense in the world. I love the fit, by the way. I love the jackets without the shirt showing off the gold. I thought Trek Williams did an amazing job at hyping him up. And I don't know. He made, listen, I love Hit Row and I love Swerve, but we didn't see a lot from Swerve as champion. He never even defended mm-hmm. it. So I'm hoping that Carmelo Hayes changes the path of the North American title. And I think we're going in that direction based on what happened next. So, yeah, Johnny Gargano came out. My first thought was, I was like, oh, Gargano's contracts, or he's not renewing. They're going to squash him tonight. Like, this is going to be his, <laughs> his uh, send-off, right? Um, I thought that, but I like how they played this. I mean, it feels like it's been a while since we saw him. And I like that he was out there to set up Dexter Loomis uh, versus Carmelo. I think that's going to be a very fresh feud. Yeah, yeah, I, I really did like this segment too. I thought that it was very funny that Trick got spicy with uh, talking about his daughter, and then like uh, Dexter Loomis just showed up right behind him. That was very funny how they did that. Uh, I really like this. I like the fact that Johnny Gargano, even though he did delve into comedy, but he seemed to have that fire that he did when he was just like Johnny wrestling, doing all these great matches and stuff like that. But at the same time, he was able to incorporate the comedic Johnny Gargano. So I actually like this hybrid. And as long as he's able to uh, articulate himself as being serious and wanting to wrestle again while still being entertaining, I think that's a perfect balance. Yeah, I love that he brought that up where he was like, I've been busy with weddings and bachelor party and this and that. My wife is pregnant. It's like, I lost my way. And he's like, it's true. You have him in, in all this, well, very entertaining you know, segments, but it's like, have we seen him wrestle? Not since that, what, that, that Fatal Five way, I think it's the last yeah. time we saw him do anything significant. So I love the fact that he was even like, I need to find my way back into, you know, what I do best. And this match is going to happen with Dexter next week, right? I believe it's, is it going to be uh, next week, uh, Halloween Fab? I don't think, oh they yeah, said- well, I mean, they did at least announce it like an angle because, you know, later on they stole the title right. and said, I'll see what Halloween Havoc. So I think they're more going to do an angle. Because I feel like we've been robbed of a series of vignettes where Johnny Gargano has now accepted Dexter Loomis, tells him he can call him dad, 
Like I want. Yeah. I he want called him his son-in-law. I was like, yeah, oh my god, look more. at all the progress that we're making here. <laughs> I think th- this is this is gold potentially. But no, you know, I, I wonder if Dexter is not long for NXT because if he loses this feud, he's either going on the back burner or going to the main roster. I'm pretty sure he's losing that match. Yeah, it depends on, I mean, who he faces. I think they'll have him hanging around NXT. I think a lot of the people who didn't get drafted are going to probably be in NXT for the foreseeable future. Uh, but, I mean, I could absolutely see him on the main roster, especially, you know, maybe when they get around the Survivor Series, that'll be another round of call-ups. But I could see Dexter Lewis as the main roster guy. But we agree, Gargano is probably not long for NXT. I don't in know. Term- yeah. Are you talking about not long for WWE? And yeah. That yeah. Up with another company? I, I mean- don't know. I can see him staying. I can see him staying just because of – Candace being pregnant, if he may, if he gets made an offer, you never know. I can I can see Johnny Gargano being such an NXT guy. But at the same time, if he goes, I mean, he's going to benefit from a lot. But you have to remember, there's so many debuts happening in the other company that you're just going to get lost in the shuffle. They're doing great with some people, but there are some people that are already getting lost in the shuffle. So it's like you, you have to consider all of your options. If I'm Tony Khan, and I can afford it. I mean, essentially, if he's given out, let's just say, even like million dollar contracts, in my mind, it's it's almost worth it to to you know he's got as he put it, he's got deep pockets. Yeah. Like, why not burn ten mil on just getting ten of these pops to uh, to go win in the ratings against SmackDown, especially on Friday night? You know, symbolically, I think it would be worth the money. I mean, I think that might be exactly what WWE might want him to do, as like Vince McMahon had hinted in that uh, earnings meeting where yeah. he's just loading the market and Tony Khan is just, you know, it's kind of like you're putting cheese down for a mouse and then it just keeps <laughs> eating the cheese. Like at some point, he's going to eat too much cheese and have gastrointestinal problems. It's true. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, it's like, what? You, you're going to really invest that much on a show that gives you not even 600,000 viewers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on one second. I gotta turn off my air filter because it's uh, making a lot of noise. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I can see. I can see um, Johnny Gargano. I don't know about you, Alfred, but I can see Gargano staying in WWE as well. He's one of those that I feel like it could go either way. I feel like with Adam Cole, I knew he was out, but Gargano is an I don't know for me. I think he could stay. Yeah, that's a good point. He feels like an NXT lifer in some yeah. regards. I think just personally, like, I, I, not like I've talked to him or anything. He just right. regards, like, he has a certain pride maybe in NXT and being a pillar of NXT. And him and his wife are there. They're in a transitional period where they're about to have a child. I don't know if you want to add moving to a new company, probably moving to a new city or whatnot, having to travel on the road full time again. It right. Add that stress to having a child. So I really do think, especially because he's kind of teased and played with the internet of him possibly possibly leaving. I don't think there's too much smoke to him going to AEW. It always has to be taken seriously. It's always something that could happen, but I could definitely see Johnny Gargano staying in NXT. Yeah, I just feel very 50-50 about him, like I did with Pete Dunne, where there's other names that I'm like, oh yeah, he's out like without even question. Well, Kevin Owens is leaving. I think that's so. Yeah, I, he feels checked out. It feels like he's literally counting down the days. He's a guy who has history with those guys. They love pushing people who got over in Ring of Honor 15 years ago, and then Kevin Owens did. So I think Kevin Steen and AEW. Alfred, you're so smooth. We are living in nostalgia <laughs> society. I was talking about this today. That 70s show is coming back. Law and Order is coming back. LA Law is being rebooted. Night Court's coming back. There's going to be History of the World Part 2, a sequel that was first teased 40 years ago. 
in History of the World Part 1. I think nostalgia is where it's at. And to that point, yeah, someone that was over in the Ring of Honor 15 years ago, that's the demographic for AEW right there. Ring of you, Honor forgot, you forgot to mention Halloween Kills. The best yeah, part of the true. movie are the flashbacks to the 1978 movie. So, <laughs> Raj Giri tried to live tweet Halloween Kills twice. Oh man, I couldn't. I couldn't read those tweets because I'm. I'm a horror. You know, I'm a horror buff. So I was like, he hates it, and I don't think it was perfect. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't think it was as bad as he was making it sound either. <laughs> I gotta go back and read. He was acting like it was the worst horror movie he's ever seen, and I'm like, oh no, buddy, <laughs> there's worse, <laughs> especially especially in the Halloween franchise. Oh, Let's yeah. be real, like just along Halloween alone, it's Halloween Kills is not the worst thing to have happened to that franchise. Yes. Rob Zombie is. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Odyssey Jones versus Andre Chase. So Andre Chase, who I feel like is getting over and I feel like they're building, but I guess as a heel, him losing this match really kind of works. Yeah, no, I'm with you in that he's getting... I Like, they spend a lot of TV time on these Chase usage. They're building an actual character in Andre Chase, and this is one of them, because they have so many things going on that you forget them. But this is one of them that always sticks with me. But they do always have him lose, so he's kind of a joke. Like, I have no problem with Odyssey Jones winning this. But I was thinking, because they had such a long-term feud, this was going to be built up to Halloween Havoc. Why not wait another week and make it a little more meaningful and guessing they're going to do more eyeballs for next week's Halloween Havoc, but then just kind of throw away on TV. It kind of makes me worried for Andre Chase. Yeah, but to add on to that and play devil's advocate, Odyssey Jones needed a win. Yes. After he lost on that breakout tournament, you had him do anything but losing some weird matches to nobodies. So ultimately, it's like, okay, you know, Odyssey Jones is starting to look like a big guy that just loses every match. So I'm glad that he got a win. I was just shocked that it was against him because, I mean, he even has merch. He has merch before Tony yeah. D'Angelo. Yeah. So I'm like, come on, this is the only person they have released merch out of all the this new batch of NXT um, 2.0 roster. This guy's the only one that has merch right now, and he loses. I was confused by that, but we experienced that last week, too. We, we went through a lot of people losing that we were like, why did they do that? So I'm not surprised. Andrew Naftel, Canadian $5, firing shouts, saying how we need to win Resurrection are the worst things Resurrection, we don't talk about it. We, resurrection never happened, Andrew. That was the one. Book. That was the one with the webcams. That's the one with Buster Rhymes trying yeah. to kung fu fight Michael Myers. Yes. <laughs> well, I gotta check that out. That sounds like <laughs> you know. I don't like that. I love Buster Rhymes. It's weird how the Halloween franchise has evolved and uh, horror has evolved. That no, to, no one's saying Halloween three is the worst thing that happened. To the Season franchise. of the Witch is good. The problem is that because it doesn't have Michael Myers, people yeah. just like dismiss it. As a kid, yeah. everyone hated that movie. If you would have put that movie without the Halloween title to it, it would have become a horror classic. I, I would die on that hill. Wow. I just think that people, because it was under Halloween, people had expectations for it. But yeah, not, I, at the Halloween. same time, H2O was not. I, I didn't hate H2O. I hated the mask, but I didn't hate H2O. So. The point Ethan made about Halloween, that's how I feel about Blueprint 3. Jay-Z came out with Blueprint 3, and people didn't give it the respect it deserved. I really yeah. did feel, and to this day, I feel like it's a classic album. It's his first number one hit with Alicia yeah. Keys, New York State of Mind. Oh, yeah. uh, but because he called it Blueprint 3, I think people just compared it to the other two Blueprints, which yeah. is fair. If he would have called it anything else, then people would look at that as a top five Jay-Z album, which I have as a top five Jay-Z album. I agree. I love that album as well. Yeah. 10% wrestling, 90% everything else. <laughs> I 
back to the back to the nine percent. Well, Terry Allen Jr. two dollars saying Issa a short summary becoming a gamer and Alfred. And Alfred, what about me? I, I don't know. I don't what know what this that means. means. This is very. Well, thanks for the shout cryptic. out, Terry. I appreciate that. Uh, so Malcolm Bivens coming out with Diamond Mine, his his group, his East Coast family, if you will. Um, oh my God, that sudden impact podcast. Like the whole thing, the one we talked about uh, with the Motown Philly video, the whole thing's on Stitcher, and I'm like five episodes in. It's basically an East Coast family podcast. Like they're talking to all the people from the East Coast family video, including uh, Evan Nicole Brown from Community, who was in the East Coast family video. Signed to Big Ten. I've forgotten that. Yes, so Malcolm Bivens, another Bivens, the East Coast family, the Diamond Mine. (laughs) The Creed Brothers versus Imperium tonight. Imperium getting on. This was the thing. Like, did Imperium need this? No. no. This made me furious. This ruined the show for me. <laughs> same, same. No. I, I'm glad they put this before Tony D'Angelo because I would have been done if, if I would have seen Tony and then had to go to this. Uh, no, Imperium did not need this. Yeah, I was. I could not believe this. I was watching this and I was like, oh, good. They're going to give the Creed brothers a win over a name tag team. Wade Barrett is bringing up MSK. So now the Creed brothers are coming for MSK. I was getting excited because I love the Creed brothers. I think they're just so great. I mean, as a tag team in terms of this really legitimate badasses. And then Imperium, I mean, what, we've done all we need to do with Imperium. They don't need the tag title shot. This is a perfect spot for them to lose a match. And I just could not figure out why you would beat the Creed Brothers at this point. Especially when you finally get some momentum on Diamond Mine after their horrible debut. You finally get them back into everybody's radar. And then you just have them lose like that. Like, I feel like Diamond Mine started improving when you added the Creed Brothers to it. And this would have been it. And I don't know. I questioned questioned a lot of decisions tonight. This was one of them. I I really thought the Creed Brothers needed this win. And I I still don't understand why. Why they didn't win. It's very odd. It's very odd. <sighs> so if the Diamond Mine were in the East Coast family, would the Creed Brothers be another bad creation? Or Belle Biv DeVoe? Or perhaps MC Brains? They would be BBD. Definitely. And they lost. <laughs> they lost. It's like if they got robbed of a Grammy. It's just it's inexplicable. Imperium... Uh, Walter is great. Imperium, I, I think, has always been just sort of a also ran tag team. Like yeah. as a stable, though. I mean, we've talked about this. Walter is the Justin Timberlake of Imperium, and without him, you have no Imperium. Yeah, and the rest of them are Chris Kirkpatrick's. It's not like there's a Lance Bassard. <laughs> They're both Chris Kirkpatrick. Wow. No, yeah, they don't have a JC. They do, no. definitely do not have. Walter a JC. is JC and JT. Yeah. Yes. And what's his face that got released was the uh, the Lance, and now we're left with Joey and Chris. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Uh, you, don't have, Four- you don't have to read this one. No. Yes, you do. Go ahead. Read Mr. Four One Two Five Dollars. Congratulations it. on your bucks getting their rings and for beating the Nets. Hey, so I was going to bring it up, but uh, yes, yeah, so a twenty-three point victory for my Milwaukee Bucks. And it was a very fun coronation for the Bucks. We're going to repeat this year. Uh, thanks in part to Kyrie Irving, who's single-handedly torpedoing the Nets, and Ben Simmons, who's doing the same thing with the Sixers. I love it. The Milwaukee Bucks are repeating this year. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> Good for you. So it's interesting that Imperium gets attacked by MSK. Um, Diamond Mine. Uh, then there was an interference. So by booking logic... 
Imperium winning because Di- Diamond Mine had the interference of Kushida um, and Ikumanjiro. So they look strong in defeat. So I guess, I mean, we are getting two feuds out of this, but Imperium, I mean, Imperium's not going to beat MSK. Why Why was the crowd so against MSK? Did you hear the reaction to MSK? What was that all about? I, I, I'm like, maybe I thought it was just me. I see Alfred nodding because I'm like, does the crowd sound like they don't want to see MSK? What the hell? Yeah, that's been going on for a couple weeks now. I remember mm-hmm. when they had, it wasn't last week, but I think it was the week before, they had that fatal four-way tag team match, and the crowd was pro-mellow, and they were upset yeah. when he got eliminated, and then they just turned on MSK, and you could see, like, Nash Carter was visibly like, what the F is wrong with these people? Yeah, like, it happened again tonight. I was yeah, like, so why? Was. What's with the hate? Like, what's up with that? Yeah, I, I, I don't understand it either, Issa, but I have noticed that they started to turn on MSK, which, I mean... This is one of the most exciting teams NXT has. Maybe they've had the titles for too long, which I don't even know if that's true. Really? That's going to be the issue because Raquel has had hers forever. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, who is it going to go to? You haven't built any other credible tag teams. And they have wrestled. They've been defending their titles. So it's not like they're just sitting there with the titles, not defending them. So I just don't understand why people are turning on them. I think they're exciting to watch. Yeah. Um, then video package, Kyle O'Reilly with Von <sighs> Wagner <laughs> having a bro down. Um, Why is Kyle O'Reilly boring, even in this kind of situation? Like, I'm sorry, like, Von Wagner is over there, like, busting ass and trying to, like, put some, like, men up Kyle O'Reilly, and Kyle O'Reilly still manages to bore me, even in this fun segment. Yeah, it's it's like they surrounded them with thought because this is exactly what this team needs. They're not going to win anybody over on their personality or anything like that. And just wrestling isn't going to oh, do it. So- you mean Von Wagner? Come on. He's amazing. <laughs> I know. I know it's a hot take, but uh, I don't know about Von Wagner in that element. But the fact that they surrounded them with all this different stuff where they're out in the woods doing that, that's good for them. But still, I, I mean, it did not get me into it. It's like they even made biking in the woods and all that stuff seem boring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yep. Brock Lesnar would have just shown oh, up there yeah. in that farm. Like that's how you. I would love to see a Brock Lesnar farming, you know, training segment. That would be epic. Do you remember when he was training for The Rock and they did The Rock vs. Brock and he's just yes. carrying on the logs, looking like such a badass? That was yes, awesome. yes. I'm telling you, Brock Lesnar watched this and was like, "What the hell are they doing?" Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Heather Boone saying Kyle O'Reilly's definitely the Howie D of NXT. <laughs> so there you go. Thank you, Heather. Oh, man, the obscure boy band members are getting a lot of run tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it, they're saying, you know, that that area of Florida, I mean, uh, WWE Developmental and uh, the Lou Pearlman Enterprises. Really Lou Pearlman nice was a scum, though. <laughs> well, because Vince McMahon is, you know. I don't know. Choir boy. No, Lou Perman has that that little MLM scheme going on for him. It's true. Though. Actually, I think the MLM scheme was may have been the the least of uh, his uh, scumbag antics. But there's documentaries. Everybody go watch that. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're, yeah. yeah. Once uh, again. Once again. Ten percent wrestling. <laughs> I think we cover every topic tonight. <laughs> uh, what is next? Joe Gacy. <laughs> Joe Gacy, Harland. Harland is Uh-oh. the disciple of Joe Gacy. What is going on here? <laughs> his little snowflakes. Not Harland anymore. It's his little snowflakes. 
They this was the biggest troll of a segment. <laughs> this one I didn't like it. I'm sorry, I'm blurry. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> it's like it's like Glenn Jacobs' Twitter feed is writing what he thinks is a parody character for <laughs> NXT. <laughs> <laughs> what words do we have? We had um, triggered. We had disenfranchised. Uh, coalition. There's just all the words that like. Here's the thing. I'm intrigued by this. I don't know if this is the greatest segment, but I feel like they are very aware of how negative is <laughs> being received, and they're like, "Oh yeah, oh you don't think we can make this? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go even further." <laughs> trying to really we need to start tweeting that we love it, and then they'll stop doing it. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I really, I have a conspiracy. I think we just need to start saying it was amazing. This is the best character NXT has going, and then they'll stop it. I, I, I was intrigued by it, but tonight, I don't know. He lost me at Triggered. Yeah. He triggered me. He triggered you. <laughs> um, Electra Lopez versus Cora Jade, with Cora Jade getting a win. Why? <laughs> Why they let this little girl lose to like I I can't I can't I mean they're building her up for something right because she's the same one that rolled up Frankie, yeah, yeah. Where's Frankie? <clears throat> yeah, that's a great question. I don't know where Frankie is. They need a you know it's like somebody loses their dog, but like now Frankie and the dog are gone, so they need to put her and the dog side by side. Like, have you seen reward for both of these? Uh, Frankie, maybe it's just you know Frankie. Monet had debuted six months earlier in NXT. She'd be on the main roster already or be a champion. I think her debuting when she did, she's just getting lost in the shuffle. I mean, for, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, yeah, in my mind, she should go to women of wrestling. She could be, you know, top star there. I don't know. It's just really unfortunate. Well, I couldn't understand Cora Jade winning this match because Electra Lopez was being built up as this big heater for Legada del Fantasma. And I will say, at this point in the show, after Electra Lopez lost, I was kind of nervous for Legado del Fantasma mm -hmm. because yeah. Santos Escobar lost last week, and then now you have her lose. And I'm just thinking, like, is there are they still committed to this stable? Um, we'll get into it throughout the show as they did get their heat back. But I couldn't understand why they let Electra Lopez lose in this spot. Agreed. I felt like she was being built up for something, and now tonight maybe lost some momentum. But I mean, you gotta keep an eye on Cora because there, so obviously, there's something there with the people that they're letting her quietly come in and, and beat. So we'll see where that goes, right? But I just thought that it was gonna be more for Electra. She looks the part, she acts the part, and I thought she brought some legit, like, um, she made Legal de Fantasma feel legitimate again. And mm -hmm. now, I mean, again. At, at this point in the show, I was with you, Alfred. I was like, well, oh, crap. They're they're doomed. It was just all I could think about. Terry on Jr. Dollars clarifying this comment earlier. How you both became gamers. Ah, I see. I just play video games to hang out. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I, I, mean, I think because we're 90s. I mean, I'm a 90s kid, so there was like kind of an explosion of yeah. video games. So that's when Sega Genesis came out. And, you know, I went from Sega to uh, PlayStation, you know, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, Mario. Uh, and then, you know, I'm a big Madden guy now. That's uh, the main game. Oh, really? But GTA, you know, Red Dead Redemption. I like GTA fun. and I like Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty. I used to really be into Call of Duty, but then I kind of got burnt out to that. About four times a year I play Fortnite, then I forget about it for a while. 
<laughs> when I was in college, my friend was a big Halo guy. I never really got into Halo, but he was really good at Halo. So what he'd do is he'd give me the headset, and I would sit there talking trash to everybody while he played. So they all thought like I would play, but I'm just sitting there talking all this trash while he's just murking everybody, and nobody ever got over on us. It was great. It's like it's like a modern day Sierra now. Um, <laughs> so Google it. Um, I got it. You know, to the audience. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, NXT Women's Tag Team Champions Io Shirai versus Persia Parada versus JC Jane. Oh, NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai. I forgot that there were singles in this. So this was to determine who's going to spin the wheel for Halloween Havoc. It was a nasty spot here. Mm-hmm. Nasty, nasty spot on this match. She completely took me out. I couldn't help but to keep wondering, is she okay? Which I read she was checked on by medical, but mm. um. Yeah, there was there was it didn't look pretty. Yeah, that I mean, and the crowd just completely died. I mean, not for the duration of the match, but when she took that spot and just landed right on her face, JC Jane, yeah. uh, everybody was just you know terrified, and she was taken out of the match immediately. I mean, she mm-hmm. caught Leo Shirai, and then when they came back, she was out of the match. Which you know, I hope she's okay because that was a very ugly spot. Yeah, yeah. It, it completely took me out of the match once I once I saw that. I do I do think that Io and I'm sorry, I just forgot her name. What's her name? Zoe? Oh, no, Zoe no, no. Stark. No, the girl, the um, indie's partner. Oh, Asia oh. Peretta. Yeah, I thought they put on. I thought they were doing very, very well, but I, I couldn't focus. I really was refreshing the timeline because people that were there live were tweeting um, yeah. about what was going on. So I hope she's okay. Yeah, uh, JC Jane reporting injured wrestling. Inc. Stay tuned for the latest updates there. Hopefully, she's okay. Persia Parada. Yes. yes. And uh, the scary thing about this is that the, the match that they decided on was like a stairway to hell ladder match. And just given the experience of what we just saw, they better be very conservative. You let EO do a moonsault out that ladder, but I don't want to see that ladder involved too much. Just, you know, given they just need more experience so that they can get more comfortable with something like that. Because if we're seeing these types of uh, errors, like in a match like this, you know, the, the ladder is going to only heighten that danger. Yeah, level. yeah, and EO is a pro, and I think somebody in the chat mentioned that the way that she just thought on the fly and kept that match going, like, mm-hmm. you have to give them props, but it just Definitely. looks scary, and I hope that they're able to have the match next week. We'll see. Yeah, um, so Scareway to Hell and Ladder match, and uh, Io Shirai won the match tonight. Uh, Legado del Fantasma beat up Trey Baxter while Cora Jade watched. Brooke Jensen and Josh Briggs ran into made the save. And then a brief video package from Tony D'Angelo. These were just outtakes from last week. I want fresh Tony D every week, but at least. We, oh, we got fresh Tony we D did after the commercial break. Tony D. Also got a coming soon teaser vignette for so, uh, Solo Sokoa tonight. Yes. Yes. The third ooth. Yes. I'm excited, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this. Talented family, man. They got uh, Jacob Fat too. You know Roman Reigns, the Usos. Umaga might have been better than all of them. He was very talented. Like this is mm-hmm. a very the Anoa'i blood, the, the Rock. Some good blood. Good blood. Mm-hmm. Um, Jiro interrupting Kushida as he tried to use the. Oh, I love this. <laughs> the show. See, I would have hated this whole show if it wasn't for this. This was really? a highlight. This was a highlight. So, uh, Kushida has got the Marty McFly gear back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So he was, like, in the bathroom, and then when Ikeman interrupts him, like, he doesn't take exception. He's just, like, he's into it immediately. He's not asking him, hey, man, I'm, I'm in the middle of something. They're touching each other after. 
It's so funny. It's like a wacky like segment that they just went all the way with the wackiness, and it really worked for me. And they once again said the line, "Style strong," which <laughs> I love these guys. I know <laughs> this was, was fun. This was fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, then Tony D'Angelo versus yes. Blue <laughs> tonight. Um, Tony talked. Tony spoke to the crowd. He doesn't even have to talk to speak to the crowd, though. Just want to throw that out there. Tony D'Angelo doesn't even have to talk to speak to us. 100%. The connection is made. Yeah. He just has to come out. He just has to come (laughs) out and that's it. He captures my heart every time. I think I was thinking about this. He's too big for the North American Championship. I think he's the one. I think he's going to take this title off Tommaso Ciampa. I think he's too big for NXT. Yeah, probably. He's too big for wrestling. He needs to be in movies. (laughs) It's true. He's, give him all the belts, all of them. This was great tonight, though, right? I mean, this was everything I wanted it to be. Tony wrestled with stacks in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it because they, they kept it kind of quick, and then they got right to the promo, and it was a very Tony D'Angelo promo. I liked that the producer's name was Mark. I don't think that was a coincidence. I know. <laughs> <laughs> forget about like this is you call her a snitch like hey, hey, hey don't be a snitch like, I mean, yeah, like, go get you mean. something nice honey i was like oh my god tony whatever you want i'll go get me something nice and he didn't even give me the money and i was like, i'm gonna go get me something nice tomorrow because tony said to do it <laughs> man is a superstar tony d'angelo for 2024 mm. oh what is, what is the ceiling Tony D'Angelo. There is none. There is she just none. made it. He's going to be president. Issa uh, just started the campaign. People are going to start voting for him. Hey, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm writing him in. Write him in. Everybody in the... Okay, we got 376 <laughs> and counting. So we got 376 votes there. So we got a, a couple million more to go, but it's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. So Write who's, it his, in. who's his first feud? Because now we're getting... Roman Reigns. <laughs> Does he go over there, Issa? Is he the one? Hey, hey, hey. Let's not get carried away now. <laughs> That's a good question. It, to be honest, it sounds ridiculous, but his first feud seems like it's going to be Lash Legend in some ways. I don't know how they <laughs> navigate around that, but that's the story they're telling in terms of him trying to get on this show. So I don't know if she has somebody. I mean, WWE doesn't do the intergender thing, but she's like seven feet tall. So I know. I mean, <laughs> he'd be selling for her, but you know, who knows what it's going to look like. Yeah. So Lash Legend is going to have to have some kind of, you know, somebody to fight her battles i would assume and maybe that's the field oh yeah possibly the producer I mean, yeah mark, mark. <laughs> if we can ever find him i mean i'm pretty sure that car is in the water somewhere <laughs> if tony is the kind of guy that i think tony is that car will never be found yes his family is in the sanitation business so it's true uh <laughs> Stellar just don't know if it's 2.0, 4.99 super chat saying so. Ow, so so informal here. So thoughts on the Bucks championship so ring? Fun fact: it's the first ring in sports history to have a QR code on it. For what I don't know. I didn't know that, and that's uh, I did see the ring. It's dope. It's amazing. I mean, maybe it's I'm nice. a little bit biased, but it's beautiful. It's got the nice uh, buck on there, and I wonder where that QR code takes you. That's uh, that's very, very probably to track it. Well, 
yeah. Somebody oh, steal it, it like yeah. yeah. There's an Apple Air tag. Somebody steal oh. it in case like they they should put that on the wrestlers' backs now. Yeah, we used uh, Apple Air on their belt for Rhea Ripley losing that title. <laughs> yeah, we used Air tags during the move. I bought a four pack and I put it in some of our stuff. And like I need to give them generic names, but I told my wife, uh, you know, I was like, should I just name it like you know, bag of cocaine? Or yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should. Just one thousand percent. Because because when you keep when you're near an air tag for too long, it will pop up. Even if it's my air tag, if you were near it too long, it would pop up on your phone and say, "Do you want bag of cocaine to keep sharing your location?" <laughs> <laughs> I like to name my phone like really scary things and send oh, really? sca- yeah, and then I same like send super scary airdrops at the airport to whoever had their airdrops <laughs> on. I used to do it all the time. Like I would name it like Firefly Funhouse and airdrop pictures of the fiend. <laughs> Oh my god, it's fun! It's well, fun, and then you just sit there and just you just look around and you can see who has it because people just go. <laughs> I stopped nicknaming my phone because because I'm a 12 year old, so my phone's nickname used to be African Black Hawk, African Black Hawk. Okay, African Black Hawk. I got and it. Early on in the pandemic, I joined in a Zoom meeting at work, and my boss was like, "Wait, who's African Black Hawk?" And I had to just be quiet, like, I don't know who that is. Don't look at me. What is everybody looking at me for? <laughs> Hard AKWK. We're not, no, no stands for Frank. I should, you know, everyone, if you need anything for your phone, I think that's the one. Yeah, you can have it. Public domain now. African Blackcock. <laughs> <laughs> We're a mess. We're a mess. 9%. The one that I have in my car is just literally called Poor Man's Low Jack. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Very accurate. Yes. Duke's poker room tonight with Duke Hudson. Uh, yeah. Why? I, 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 I okay. <laughs> we could have gotten more Tony D'Angelo time with we that. We could have. Absolutely. Yeah. That was my first thought, too. I don't understand why they're doing this. Like I, uh, Duke Hudson has like a personality. He's really good. He he doesn't need a whole entire gimmick to do this. And this isn't it. This whole poker play. Okay. I don't know how they can connect this to wrestling. This is me. I, I just like literally paused trying to figure out how to bring it back. And I can't. <clears throat> There's no connecting that to wrestling, period. Unless somebody comes yeah. in and puts him through the poker table. Well, that's got to happen. Well, yeah, I like that. He said they can, you know what? And I hate to suggest this because they do too many of these, but maybe they'll have a talk segment where it's like a poker playing thing where he plays poker with somebody in the ring. That could be something, but I just don't see where they're going with this. Here, you have Tony D'Angelo put into the table, grab all the poker chips, cash them and leave. (laughs) (laughs) And we never see him again. We never see him again. Like the car with Mark. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Legato Del Fantasma versus Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs tonight with uh, Raul and Joaquin getting a win for Fantasma. Thank God. <laughs> Legato Del Fantasma, they're so up and down with them, right? Like, I feel like their booking is so inconsistent. I don't know how to feel about them anymore. Like, they felt very serious in the beginning. Santos Escobar was a legit threat, and now I mm-hmm. just feel like. It's, it's like this. They're booking in NXT. I don't know what they're doing with them. And I'm surprised they kept them there. I thought they were going to get called up. Yeah, they're doing that with a lot of people in terms of up and down. This this is filled with random booking. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, 
I'm, I'm glad that the Legado del Fantasma ended up finally, you know, getting a win. But um, this was uh, very weird in terms of how they booked the stable over the past couple of weeks. If they lost tonight, you had to you had to be done with the stables. Like if you didn't have the after Santos losing last week and then Electra earlier, I my theory was if they don't win this, Legado is done. And I'm not exaggerating. What else are you gonna do? They look like jobbers. Yeah, yeah that, there was an intensity to this. I was thinking, like, this should be just a regular throwaway, like, tag team match, but <laughs> no. it's a must win for Legado del Fantasma. Yes, yes, I would agree with that, because I was like, they have to win, otherwise I'm done with them. Like, it doesn't matter what they do or say, you're not going to believe anything out of their promos. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Terrence Havercombe saying uh, that Duke Hudson runs an equal poker game in the back. Tony D'Angelo busts the poker game, takes the money, feud. There you go. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo is life. Tony D'Angelo against everyone. Yes. <laughs> LA Knight is going to be the host of Halloween Havoc because he beat Grayson Waller tonight. Okay. I'm going to miss Shotzi. Me too. Yeah. She's great. And, you know, Shotzi's a big horror fan too. So I know. She embraced that like nobody's business. And I thought she was one of the best hosts they've had of anything in WWE history, but definitely the best, like, since they did the NXT hosting gimmick, I think she's like the standard of that. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't feel like LA Knight should be the guy to be hosting a horror team. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Because then they had Dexter Loomis host. Was it Halloween Havoc? No, yes. New Year's Evil. New Year's yeah, Evil. New Year's it. Evil. I thought I thought Dexter Loomis would have made more sense out of the characters that I left on NXT, or maybe this vignette that we kept getting from this oh, dark yeah. person that could have been the host, you know? But oh. LA Knight, I don't know. Yeah, uh, people were speculating last week that it's a female performer based on The Voice and Silhouette, and that's Dakota Kai, some sort of reboot. Could be. That would make sense. I think it's a swerve and it's going to be Elias. You never know. You never know. Oh, Dave N uh, with his theory that uh, Duke Hudson loses a lot of money, has to borrow money from Tony. Uh, see, now we're talking. I like that. Yeah. There's a lot of part of the family. Yes. <laughs> the uh, main event tonight, Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker. Can they coexist? Oh, my God. They need to stop. They yeah. need to stop. Like now they're like they realize that we all onto them, so they use the coexist word for everything. They did it so many times yesterday with Drew McIntyre and Biggie to they they must be stopped. Yeah. Well they they not only coexisted, they won tonight against the Grizzly Men veterans in the main event of NXT. But next week they'll be battling for the NXT championship. I think Braun Breaker could win this. This is the third week in a row that I forget that Tommaso Ciampa is the NXT champion. Wow. Wow. <laughs> is that bad? <laughs> Very. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and whatever. I they just need, I mean I'm glad he has a singles match next week, I guess I should say. And they they need to figure out better way to book these feuds than can they coexist? Can they coexist? I agree. It's such a cop-out. It's similar to how they're always doing contract signings every week, where it's like there are other ways to tell stories, and WWE is just getting too comfortable with this staple. It speaks to one of the many bigger problems that's going on with this company in that you see some of the lack of creativity where they just keep going to these old reliables in telling the same story, so everything except, runs together. Except for Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. That, yes, was, that was an great, excellent yeah. contract signing. If every contract <laughs> signing could be like that, I would never complain about contract signings, but but, you know, they, you know, they 
they don't do a good job in terms of executing like that uh, usually. But yeah, this is another trope that they love to use. Can they coexist? And I don't know. Like, I think Braun Breaker is going to win. But after watching this show and just seeing how all over the map they are booking these younger guys who really should be winning at this point, who knows? This might be another case of them putting the veteran over and making them wait. Possibly. Yeah. Do you think Braun... I mean, maybe. I just don't see him getting it yet. I personally think Ciampa is going to retain. But Tommaso Ciampa is not the future of NXT. Yeah. This Imperium is neither, and they and they went over like a lot of the past of NXT when it continues to go over. And I like the idea in general of we're going to put all these veterans over. You're going to have to come and take this spot. And we're going to work the young guys up here. But they've been all over the map. They're not really consistently telling that. Sometimes right. it's like one week or two weeks in a row that the young guys are coming, and then they'll pull back on it. And and there isn't really a consistent story being told that these young guys are on their way up. Yeah. Am I the only one that's still bothered with how the Samoa Joe thing happened and we never heard why or he just completely disappeared? I've never even thought about that. You're right. What's well, about like two months? He's still injured, probably, right? Is yeah, I understand that, but like they they just say he's gonna relinquish it, and then that was it. No appearing on TV, no speech, no. Is he gonna come back? Is he not gonna? Nothing. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah. feels very weird. It is weird. I agree. It's very strange. Um, if Braun Breaker doesn't take the title, it's Tony D'Angelo's tours. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, one thousand percent. He's got to go to the back of the line. Tony D'Angelo's up next. Tony D'Angelo should buy that spot for next week. And Tony D'Angelo is the yeah. line. Yeah. <laughs> he is the line. He needs to put William Regal in the back of his trunk until William Regal grants him this championship title <gasps> shot. Maybe that's what happened to Samoa Joe? Wow, there you go. Tony D'Angelo kidnapped Samoa Joe. <laughs> 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 okay. We're ridiculous. I just want that's to gonna be that like the, the fallback. Anytime somebody disappears, it's like, well, hey, Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo. Oh that's god, Damian Priest. Damian Priest hasn't been seen for two weeks. Yeah. He was in NXT recently. Tony D'Angelo. Wow. It's quite possible. Yep. <laughs> oh. Well, there you have it. That was NXT 2.0. Halloween Havoc next week. I'm excited. Smackdown. Smackdown dress up. Friday. I'm excited to dress up. Everybody us. dress up as your favorite NXT 2.0 superstar. Are we really doing this, or am I going to yes. show up looking like a mark? And you guys like, ah, <laughs> I may have uh, ordered a hat off Amazon. So. Yeah. Oh, okay, I already okay. own a, a velour tracksuit, so, you know, I'm good there. I love it. We're doing it. Let's do it. Doing it, absolutely. And then uh, this Friday, though, we're back for SmackDown. This Thursday, Crown Jewel, I will not be covering it, or either of you. Yes. No, unfortunately, I'll be at work. Oh, oh really? I'll, I'll try to see if I can stream it. But I, I, I'll, I'll be crafting. covering it. But I think we're doing it later on, not right after mm. the show goes off the air. We're going to do it the night, like at night. <laughs> It'll be interesting. It, you know, it's a great card. They actually did a pretty... The one thing I will say about Raw is they really built that card up. But, I mean, this should be like WrestleMania in, with a captive actual audience that I think would be much more into this. This is the best card they built for a Saudi Arabia show. There are matches that I'm actually intrigued by, and I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be a a decent show. I I yeah. really do. Well, there you I have hate, it. Folks. Hate the location, but I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you yeah. see? Uh, Mustafa Ali is gonna donate his earnings. 
That's, yeah, that's great. What a man. What a man. I think he did that last time too. And that's, that's yeah. you know, he's awesome. Him, it's just unfortunate that him and Mansoor, it's like they're being pushed in this position now that they're going to Saudi Arabia and you know they're going to go away from them. But these are guys that they really should be investing yeah. in. Like that promo that Mansoor cut this on Monday. It was good. Be, it might have been historic. When is the last time somebody of Muslim descent was able to cut a promo on their native language as a baby face? Like usually that's yeah. a tactic to be a heel and get people to boo you from xenophobia. But they let him cut that promo in his language and it was great. I love it. Very cool. So, with that in mind, everybody, Issa is at NYC Dima Diva. That's people with a one. Alfred is that this is nasty. But I think after tonight, I mean, <laughs> did you try and get your your old phone name? Was that taken on Twitter already? I, I, I'll have to go and look that up. I hope uh, I African Blackhawk. Uh, African Blackhawk. <laughs> 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 I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Uh, we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Have a great Bye. night. Everyone. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.